There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, welcome back. It is the Laurie and Julia Show here on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Julia will return to the fold tomorrow. And so we. Uh, Thank Holly Roberts for all of her filling in over these last several days. It's been very, very fun, as always, Holly. Happy to be here. To have your sharp Jeopardy in intense Hollywood mind with us. <laughs> mind meld. <laughs> Happy to be here. Always a fun time. Okay, so a lot of the, most of the late night people are on spring, spring break, break. And so, but we've got... Uh, the live shows this week, are, besides Andy Cohen, are Stephen Colbert, James Corden, and Conan. And last night, Colbert had Sean Penn on for, of course, his book, Bob Honey, Who Just Do Stuff. <laughs> Sell it. Now, why do you say it like Well, that? because <laughs> we can only imagine what the words inside the book are like. Yeah, and uh, one of my favorite uh, Hollywood bloggers started out her story on Sean Penn being on Colbert by writing, as Joni Mitchell says, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Hello, Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he came out, oh, man. he looked like he did just roll out of bed and he he he's promoting this book. And and of course, you know, he's that's what he's giving interviews for better or for worse. And he's salty as hell. We just talked about him about Robin. <laughs> Right, and looking like a salty peanut. He's yeah. looking like super salty ham drama when he busted out his American, <laughs> ham, yes, his his American cigarettes. Yep. Oh, and oh, was he smoking, smoking American spirits? Yes. Oh, started, I didn't pay attention to the brand. Of I, course, oh, of Sean course. Penn smokes um, American spirits. And you know, on CBS probably. Sunday morning, I was a little, you know he must always have a cigarette in his hand. Yeah. Hand, and I'm telling yeah. you, you can really his face is really. Looking like the He's old been, ringed up ashtray, kind of like my buddy Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah, he's, he's, he looks older than his fifty-seven years. Yeah, he really does. But anyway, Sean Penn, I just—it was like I—I I, Twitter was going crazy over Sean Penn smoking last night. Of course, night. I thought Who it was, does that, Lori. I don't on know, the but like, I am remember that I'm of the age that I remember when smoking on talk shows oh, was Car- what everybody Carson? did. Carson smoked, smoked all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm older than you, Holly, so that used to be... Well, I remember when sm- people smoked on airplanes. Yes. Just vaguely a tickle in the back of my yes, mind. Yes, yes, yes. So I was kind of like, oh, 
John, you badass ham. Drama <laughs> actor. You oh, light him up. You light him up. Badass ham. Oh, but anyway, so I, I just was just kind of like, I, you know, I didn't feel like it, like people on Twitter were like, he should be reported to the New York police commissioner. Oh, please stop. stop. You know, Come blah, on. blah, blah. But anyway, here it was a wackadoo interview. Donnie said he tried to get the most coherent parts. I said, why'd you do that? <laughs> I wanted to play all the WTF. Well, we moments. want the ambient sure dream parts it's, it's of a, the interview. Well, it here's a the level first, of coherence. Here's the first, uh, as he's sitting down in his bomber jacket, and I'm not kidding you, his hair is too artfully <laughs> must to be I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know if it was deliberate, but here we go. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, you've, you've inherited a little of the Ambien I had to take to get to sleep after a red eye last night. But <laughs> so, in other words, you're still a little bit uh, on Ambien. the Ambien train right now. A little bit. Okay. Now, I've interviewed you before. Yeah. How do you tell Sean Penn on Ambien from Sean Penn not on Ambien? Because you lay back in interviews in a really big way. You, you're very, you're very low key. Um, Let's see. Um, I think it's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times I'm just regular tired. Just regular tired? Yeah. I got a challenge for you. Jimmy Carter is my guest on Friday. He's 93. Let's see if you can bring more energy to this interview than Jimmy Carter's going to bring on Friday. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, no, yeah, no, yeah, he really, yeah, he no. really oh, did man. not bring any extra. He was in a low level. Yeah, ambient. I'm trying to figure out what's happening with the hair. The I hair think it's is... usually when he's in a more awakened state. Perhaps he puffs it up like a pompadour. But being in the ambient state that he was in, yeah. it's all down in his face and matted, mm-hmm. and he just yeah, like, like does. He just woke up. The whole yeah. conversation is a rambling string of basically sweaty metaphors and um, <laughs> pseudo philosophical musings. Really and truly, there was no sense to be made out of it. I did. I have to say, I think I did enjoy him smoking on TV, just because I haven't seen it in a long ass time, and it just felt kind of kind of good. Well, I like as much as. Sean Penn didn't make any sense. I actually enjoyed the interview in as much as it wasn't scripted because those couch interviews, of course, producers They're question the guests the, and then yeah. they have the and Stephen Colbert has the talking points and it all seems very scripted. And some people really give good couch yeah. and will be dishy and will be honest. But this felt like a throwback, almost like a Dick Cavett type of thing oh, where it was yeah. just two people yep. talking and poor Stephen Colbert is trying to do the and best that he can. it's almost like he can't even do the interview without his own eyes rolling in his head that he's talking about that he's coming on a show to talk about a book called Bob Honey Done Good. There you go again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Bob Honey would just do stuff. So let's play the next one. All right. You say that you're not that into acting anymore in that interview. You're, talking about you're breaking CBS a lot Sunday of people's morning. hearts by saying that. Why, why don't you want to act anymore? Well, I mean, uh, the breaking hearts to plenty of people who'd be thrilled uh, also. Um, no, wait a second. No, wait a second. People may not like your politics or, or, uh, or you. I don't know why they would dislike you, but you're acting. You're a two-time Oscar winner. People, people love your acting. You, you well, know that. you know, I, I think um, that there's, it's always been the case for me that it's, you know, it's all about 
where you engage in an expression creatively one way or another. And I think that as I got older, well, the, the greatest thing that a, an actor can bring to the party is to play well with others. It's the collaboration. <laughs> and I increasingly don't play well with others. <laughs> and so it becomes less enjoyable because I love that process when I love it. But I'm not loving that anymore. And that's really why I, I finally came around to, to writing a novel because I, it was a way I didn't have collaborators. There were, there were no... Uh, I was never disappointed with me. <laughs> that's a way to put it. But that's his talking points. We were talking yeah. about yeah. his interview on WTF with Mark Maron. Yeah. And he just says, I'm not interested in acting in Hollywood I, anymore. Yeah, no, and I, I respect that. I well, totally fun. was loving the whole everything that was happening because it's so unlike anything that we do see. And he is so he like I feel like Stephen Colbert, his prep by his producer was we can't get anyone to respond CBS is doing a Sunday morning interview. Which was good. Yeah, watch that. Stephen Colbert, okay, anything else I can do? Well, he does love to smoke all the time, so Stephen had a leaded ashtray there for him, but you could tell that there had been no, like, Stephen no Colbert. Producers no producers no were note involved, cards in this. involved in this. And Stephen Colbert, of course, a fabulous improviser. He yeah, can handle guests like this. He can like handle this. it, and, and, and Sean Penn... He's literally been around so long and yeah. been famous and all of that that he kind of does, even though he does like amazing humanitarian things, he does have that entitled Hollywood thing about I'm him where the rules yeah. don't apply to him at all even though he gets down in the dirt and he like right. does amazing things like he does Gahady amazing and, things and yes but then he's also i'm a hollywood superstar that lives in malibu yes yeah okay so let's play the next one where he talks uh, colbert wants to know about how bob honey who just do stuff as a book is like <laughs> acting so is is it like acting for you? You're developing a character, and basically you've improvised your character's story, and that become, became the book? Very much. It's very much like that, because you, with, without a director, without, a, um, uh, without any money pressuring the, the process, uh, you just sit right there. And once you've done it, it's a, it's a complete thing. You're not selling an idea where somebody says, I want to build you a bird, and they give you the money to do it, and they were expecting a... A falcon and you built him a sparrow what? and you always what? intended sparrow and we misunderstood and they're very disappointed and their money is spent in this case i make the bird i want to make and then i fly it over to a publisher and it's complete there's no fooling around they know exactly what bird they're deciding on if if, if they if they win with it that's great if they don't it wasn't my fault because they knew what they were buying they knew what they were buying and i think i just got to the point where i i i, I didn't I, I just felt that the whole creative process, even the people involved in the creative process, had become so self-censoring in exploration of, some, of an idea of catching lightning in a bottle that there's so much processing now. And sometimes people do it very well, and, and younger people particularly, because I think their minds work in a different way, faster. <laughs> So we've, got the, okay. so we've got the bird metaphor. <laughs> yeah, okay, bird. making metaphor. a bird. I have a true confession to make. Okay, so you know we had the the year of the wrestler. Julia and I didn't get invited to the People magazine party. We went back to the Four Seasons Hotel with our friend Tanya Hart, and there we had our encounter with Mickey Rourke, Ron Jeremy, Sean Penn, 
Josh Brolin. He was still married to Diane Lane and Robin Wright. Was there a, a hot busted ham convention at the Four Seasons in Beverly no, Hills? No, but those that's guys where are they were all there and they were all out in the smoking section. And somehow Julia and I got invited. And I always thought for for years that the 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 conversation that me and Julia and Sean Penn and I had, I always felt was fuzzy in a discombobulated discombobulated conversation, maybe because I didn't have enough to eat and I had too much Chardonnay. But I now realize it's just the way Sean Penn talks. Yes, yes. There was no way for me to <laughs> You follow. can absolve yourself of any discombobulation, yeah. any miscommunication. All these years, I, I, I always would say I to Julia, I wanted to I make should, a sparrow, man. But he really, that is... That's the way he communicates. Yeah. He is just real talks in circles. And just all this time, I just thought, gee, I wish I had a better. And every time I think about it, I was like, we just talked in a big circle. He talked in a big circle and we listened to him and watched him smoke. Mystery <laughs> solved. <laughs> anyway, it was just like nothing. We just haven't seen that on late night. I'm sorry to say I don't see any more Sean. Pen interviews with anybody coming up, but we can always hope for next week. Yeah. He'll be maybe put on out Kimmel. A, put out a pack oh, of Yeah, I would love cigs. to see him on with Kimmel. I would just love it. Can so you imagine I, him being on with Fallon? No. 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 They, they, they would never hate each other for they, that show. Yeah, yeah, they would hate. And I always remember we never found out what happened with him and Charlize Theron. That is true. Remember, they just, we only speculated about that. Yeah, that, that he disciplined her child. Yes, that was that the was re, the number that was one. the gossip. Yeah, that was the number one. Right. But he was crazy about her. Listen, we come back. We got uh, the dirtalertshow.com. This is a my talk dirt alert. All right, Elizabeth, you are here. You're in studio. We love it. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you guys. Let's get to the dirt, and I have a lot of it. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, the money grab is happening. He has now sold a townhouse in the West Village for $25.6 million. Wow. Why, guys? Because there's no money coming in and there are a lot of legal costs going out, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He offloaded uh, 13 Bank Street. It was an off-market deal to a mystery buyer. He would use this four-story building to host all sorts of starry fundraisers uh, for, like, Hillary Clinton ahead of the 2016 presidential elections. This was, like, ground zero. This is where he would host all sorts of big events. It's a 1915 mansion. It's 5,000 square feet. That's a mansion by West Village standards. Yeah. I bet it's incredible, though. If, if you're out in, you know, Bloomington, it's not really a mansion. Right. Um, but he bought it in 2006 for 14.5 million dollars. He did uh his production company just declared bankruptcy within the last couple yeah. of weeks, too. Oh. So, fire sale. Mm-hmm. There goes. There Is that goes. a fire sale for two, how much did it sell for? Well, he bought it in 2006 for 14.5 million. It's 25.6 million for 5,000 square feet. I mean, that's Big for New York. Mm-hmm. Big townhouse, four stories. Yeah. I bet there's like. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
a little yard in the back. Yeah. That's probably very Where one adorable. could put a chicken coop or something of the sort. Oh, hint, hint. <laughs> nudge, nudge. One wanted to. <laughs> uh, Roseanne Barr and John Goodman are doing all sorts of press because Roseanne is back tonight on ABC. Yeah, don't look at me. I'm not excited. I, I mean, wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid. Yeah, because it was so... It was so on the edge and it was so inappropriate. It was, it was, very, it was crass. It was very forward yeah. for its time. But yeah, and I was like 10. We yeah. weren't allowed to watch it. Oh, I could watch it. Yeah. Holly, I really, I've been discussing <laughs> yeah. the odd I, censorship watch that my parent had, parents yeah. had. I don't know. You don't I, have any connection to no, it. No, I don't. I, but what gonna... I'm kind of interested in seeing is seeing if I think... Like how when I was a kid, I thought it was like a mysterious bad show that we weren't really allowed to well, see. Yeah, and so now I censored. wonder like, oh, I wonder how it no. is. I, I think that it, it, I, it's one of the best sitcoms of all time. And mm-hmm. I definitely think if you didn't watch it before, then go back and watch the original and then the reboot. And then will maybe mean watch the reboot. You. Okay. Well, these two were talking with Howard Stern about how Roseanne Barr confronted John Goodman about his drinking problem during production on the original show. And John Goodman said she was scared for me, but she was more confrontational. She'd already had a husband go through the process. And they're talking about Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was married to Tom Arnold oh, for four right. years. And she said, it's hard to watch. What's funny to know about Roseanne and Tom, here's like a little local note for you, is that, you know, the predecessor to Twin Cities Live was Good Company, which was on the air for 12 years yep. in the 80s and the 90s. And Tom and Roseanne would come and guest co-host when Sharon and Steve were on vacation really they would come in and host guest host the show together because sharon and steve were married yeah and so when tom arnold came through town at one point he's been on twin cities live now a couple of times he just like loved being in the studio and (laughs) recounting it but has such an interesting like he has so much trepidation when he's talking about roseanne oh yeah i mean and i you can imagine what the dynamic of that relationship was but i think you know fast and furious hard love mm-hmm. and just done so yeah mm-hmm. she uh roseanne Barr said that she and john had a friendship off the show she said john has held my head when i was barfing in a bar i drank too much too i still do i didn't give up like john that's mm-hmm. what she said yeah. she was cracking about it so uh john goodman has been sober for the past eight years so, yeah interesting he said it was tough love man she just went right at him and said this is how it has to go Beyonce biter update. Yes. Do, 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 do. Who bit Beyonce? Do we have <laughs> the any leads? Item of yeah. What are our hot leads? Who's Becky with the good hair? Now we got another Beyonce one. It's always something. Multiple sources are telling TMZ that Tiffany Haddish has told multiple people the culprit is Sine Lathan. But she hasn't said that. Tiffany Haddish hasn't said that. The sources are telling TMZ that Tiffany has been telling people that. I feel like TMZ is going very secondhand on this. She is not high profile Mm -hmm. enough for the biter. Yeah, here's Sine said, y'all are not are are funny. Under no circumstances did I bite Beyonce, and if I did, it would have been a love bite. (laughs) No, it's not Sine. Well, that's what TMZ is saying. Well, TMZ have their sources way wrong. They're like entering (laughs) life and style territory with that one. I can just tell you that elizabeth there you go yeah that's what that's what they're saying mm-hmm. uh tommy lee wants peace with his son brandon we've been talking about these two a lot over the last couple of weeks he's changed his tone over his son now he wants reconciliation um you know 
Brandon Lee told a TMZ photographer, "We, I love my dad and I want to make amends. And that I saw on camera. So that I believe TMZ <laughs> on. TMZ is right <laughs> about photographic that. Evidence. And then uh, sources are saying that Tommy and his fiance Brittany saw that message and now they want to make amends as well. Oh. Um, they want peace. But the thing is, the case is still being sent to the DA's office. And so they're going to have to decide if they're going to prosecute or not. I have a feeling that it'll be I hope that they said a lot of court. Yeah. I mean, no, there's going to be the district nothing. attorney's no. office in LA is is, too, is, is prioritizing this, this. Then they really need to work on some thank stuff. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, there are lots of other more troubling crimes going on there. Um, okay, Kendra Wilkinson, she's planning to file from divorce from Hank Basket. I didn't know that they were even still married. Okay, I, these two. She, they had Kendra on top. They had like three or four seasons. Yeah, of that I feel show. like she was in some kind of celebrity couples therapy show. She was too. in reality. The reality she's show. She's been really clinging on to this reality fame, and I give her credit because her and she's day. They've made. Yes. they've been on multiple shows. Yeah. And yeah. this is and Tori become, Spelling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think this. This, story, this this relationship with Hank Basket holding on to it is to continue on to the reality show path. Oh, 100%. She sees a better, they're seeing better offers for them to do stuff together than they are. And so that's why she's hung in there for oh, so long. Oh, no, he she'll get a better offer being single, Kendra, now. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Oh, Kendra's single was so much fun. Remember when she was on Girls Next Door and it was so cute? Yeah. She had a Welsh no, corgi. Yeah, no, she can yeah. be a divorced. No, this is so. Get, this is a new chapter in her reality show Ken, career. Basket. He's been a cheating dog for when was a the long last time. time he played football? Do we know? Except the first was, year of her reality show, Kendra on top. He was at the Vikings, mm, and it was painful minute. for a second. He <laughs> yeah. was so bad. Yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah. right. I Remember forgot that. About that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So well, it's been a long time, guys. All right. Oh, you have chocolate in here. How wonderful. Yes. All right. We've got Kenny with the traffic, and we come back. The study of Doug going to this is better for you than what and what. We got to fill in the blanks. All right, let's get right to your traffic. Uh, We have a visiting Politico landing on the airport right now, which means freeways around the airport. tell you everything great that we posted today. Christina Aguilera going makeup free. That's been trending for about 24 hours. People are like, Christina, you look fabulous. See your freckles. And uh, Donnie has also posted the photographic evidence that Mariah Carey is never not glamorous. Happy birthday, Mariah. Uh, Yes. And uh, meet the little merman who spent $1,600 on a custom tail. That's what they cost. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they cost. Just in case you're curious. I remember they did a story about the Renaissance and the mermaids that they have there and their amazing custom tails. All right. Very, that's like 1600 is a deal on a merman tail. Yes, it is. And then uh, Brooke Shields uh, makes me remember that the next time I take a photo of myself in a skimpy bikini, I want to have somebody positioned on the top of the stairs taking a picture of me down at the bottom right. of the With your stairs. arms right. yeah. out wide and your yeah. legs kind of crossed. I uh, love I mean, well, that. She's it's all a per- about the angle. That's a way to do it, <laughs> yeah. Brooke. Like a tr- posing like a true supermodel. Yeah. Yes, it's so she good. <laughs> Another blue lagoon. I know. Man, yes. I'm getting jealous of all these spring break pictures of I celebrities. Know oh. I know it. Okay, so here's the study of Dove. Well, maybe... Maybe it isn't just a study of duh, but maybe it is um, 
something that we needed. It's research that needed to be done. It seems now the study of dub part of it is that happy, happier people tend to live longer lives. Well, that is a study of dub. Yeah, that is the study of dub. That makes complete sense. But what the research we've heard that from Dan Butner and blah blah blah. But here's uh, here's the new research is that going to a concert is better for your happiness and well-being than yoga or walking a dog. It's about the really? shared experience. Do you think that's what it is? Well, I would think, I would so. think so. It's yeah. the shared communal experience of music. And music is it's, it's so incredible. It's, when, when you're experiencing it live, the exchange of energy, man, it's it, going to make you feel happy. According to the University of London, it, listening to live music could add years to your life. So, Laura, you're going to live forever? Yeah, <laughs> no, Laura would be 150. going to be like Highlander. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, what, yeah, they did, they just, they have a, people who go to concerts have a 21% boost in their positive mood Do you feelings? think that's because it's a communal experience? Well, and- yoga class is communal sometimes, and that only had 10%, and people who walk their dogs only had a 7% sure. hike in happiness. And those are both kind of communal experiences but i just think the shared experience of a concert it's a very extroverted activity where you're with other people you're dancing around i like your theory i like your theory about the other people but it is a hundred percent it's the dopamine that the music uh, makes okay. people feel and increase their dopamine levels. Like when you were dancing around at that Lord dopamine concert on good. Friday night. Yep, <laughs> yep. Kicking and stretching. Yeah, it's just, uh, they said the music is the one thing that over anything else that gets that mood-enhancing chemical. Do they specifically say what kind of music could it be? Classical, Doesn't matter. Anything. rock and roll, anything. Whatever you like, whatever you like, which is, of course... People usually only go to concerts that they like or they enjoy the music, you know. That's why, like, when I was at the Lord concert the other night, I knew it was going to be better for my musical well-being to walk away from Run, Jewels, Run. Run the, run the Jewels. Run the Jewels or whatever they were called because uh, I wasn't happy listening to them. Oh, I just right. you Your go. friend Tom and I held it down. Yeah, and yeah. And I'm like, why make time. other people, why ruin other people's mood <laughs> feeling that they're having? Uh you know, and that is so considerate of thank you. Thank you, Lori. I really appreciate yeah, you considering my musical there's happiness. There's nothing worse than someone who's like doesn't like the music or is telling you to sit down or be quiet or stop doing the. There was this whole big story about how, how one of the weird things that people took away from the Super Bowl, being at the Super Bowl here, was how why was everybody sitting in their seats? Oh, yeah. That's now, a huge controversy. Now, Lori, now at Lord. Everybody was standing. Yes. No one was sitting. Yes. Everyone was dancing with Lord. That was not a concert. But the first time Julia and I got yelled at at a concert, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart yeah, I remember. We got yelled at Ta-da. by the people. Are you two going to just stand and dance the whole time? And we're just like, <laughs> it was in the section of songs where every song was danceable because Rod kind of does his concert in 
packages, if you will. He sort of share does it too, where you put your sixties hits together, yeah, your seventies, right. so you know, a, he had a lot sentiment. of disco stuff in the seventies. Oh, do, do you think you, I'm sexy? A, hot legs. Okay, how can you yeah. not dance? Yeah. To do you and, think I'm sexy or hot legs? Hot le- yeah. Or any of Rod Stewart's song, even Maggie May, you want to get up yeah, and dance, dance around? Yeah, so, makes you happy. Where does your stance, Lori? So on I, if you want to get up and dance, get up and dance. But I mean, there is a real fear of people that will yell at you because there are a lot of people who sit politely um and I, those are not the concerts that i like i like it i like to be at a rowdy concert but i also don't like it if somebody isn't enjoying or they sit and want to talk to you or they tell you to you know mm-hmm. yeah so anyway but so there you go go to a concert go to a concert, go to a concert people Duh, you're gonna it can add better. years to our yes. lives thank you Lord. okay now here's another uh study of uh, duh, okay. People who work for themselves are happier despite long hours and greater job uncertainty. When you're your own boss. Nobody <laughs> yeah, else is telling you what to do. Yeah. 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 We, those are the people, non managerial company workers are the least satisfied and the least engaged. No. Non managerial All the worker yeah. bees. All the We've worker all bees. been a worker yes. bee. We've okay. all. Oh. Had those jobs uh, where you just are like, oh, I'm just a cog was, in the wheel yeah, of this place. Not particularly interested in the service level that I gave when I was at Don Pablo's in college. Not invested no. in the corporate culture. So they did a study of more than 5,000 people from various fields around the world. And even though self-employment comes with longer hours and more job uncertainty, people who are their own boss are happier and take on, they're more engaged and they just, they're happier with their they're job. They're self-motivated they like go-getters. Mm-hmm. This seems like a duh thing, but academics study all this data that they had people from health and finance and education. And then they looked at people who weren't management and they had the supervisors, the middle managers, senior managers, Kind of did all over, and it was the self-employed people in all sections. It didn't matter what the business; they were happier than any of the people that were on the, you know, working on for a company. Well, that's duh. why. That's because it does seem like that's the dream for you know a lot of people. Well, a lot of people don't like to be told what to do. Oh, I always felt like when we got this radio thing, and even though I was trying to explain to my husband why I was taking such a huge cut and pay to be on the radio. I'm like, this is job lottery. I'm literally never going to have to go to a meeting again. Even though we call them. I know. know. (laughs) But just leaving corporate America felt like winning the lottery. Yes, well, and I will say with this job that there is a certain level of autonomy that you can have. Yes, you're self-managed. You are self-managed. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it is, to me, it always felt that way because I was really good in corporate America when I was really good in it, but I had been in... Not not management for, I mean, I had been in the work in the corporate America world for like 16 years and I was just ready to try to be, new adventures, to, just to be done with it. I was yeah. so sick I've of never been people bloviating world. and meetings yeah. and, uh, you know, let's think outside of the box and all <sighs> these other we need synergy. Yeah, all these, <laughs> all these things. I was just like, yeah, I was really tired of it. So I could just see that that that's why people that are always. That's stu- the dream. That this is a study of duh. Yeah, that does seem like a study of duh. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm glad that they really did. You know, 
do the research to back up the duck. Now, are they ever going to do the research on, um, can you give yourself goosebumps? I don't know. What say you? Yes. I think you can if you're thinking about the right thing, but then you're thinking about something, so then your thoughts are assisting in the goosebumps. So are you really giving them to yourself? You can give yourself goosebumps by tickling yourself under your armpits. I didn't think you could tickle yourself. You can if you're ticklish. Yeah. And I call it giving yourself the Mets. The Mets? What? The Mets. Like the Mets, if they ever get to the World Series. The oh. New York everyone, Mets? Everyone had goosebumps. <laughs> okay. That's, That's very Sean Penn of you. <laughs> really? That was, what was that? <laughs> what I don't that? know why. Giving you the Mets. I feel like that was something like my one of my first boyfriends, not the hockey player, but my other second most important boyfriend. That was his word. The Mets. The okay. Mets. It's just bubbling out of my, you know. <laughs> 20-year-old self. Yeah. But yes, I think you can give yourself goosebumps. No one has yet done a study on it. Okay. Get well, to work, right academia. Wow. Nice yeah. segue. Yeah, really. <laughs> I was just completely, just, just, I don't know. I just right, thought I'd right. random end uh, and combine it together. All right, listen, we come back. We got our favorite headlines. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, Tom Arnold is talking about the Roseanne reboot. Dishy, 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 Tom. Uh, Thank you. Hollywood reporter, he uh, said that Roseanne Barr told him not to date actress Lori Metcalf, who plays Roseanne. Jackie. Yeah, Jackie. Uh, he was working as a writer on the show in 1988, and he said she noticed I was holding Lori's hand. And the next morning she called me and said, writers cannot date actors. That's a rule of show business. Tom said Roseanne made the comment just two years before the pair got married. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, how convenient is that for yeah. Roseanne? And he, I thought at the time, well, who am I to break a rule of show business? And he was everything from a writer to producer on that show before he was fired by Roseanne in 94 when they got divorced. And... uh he thinks about the Roseanne sitcom. He said, bottom line, if you want to watch a show because the voice of your political point of view, right or left, do not watch the Roseanne reboot, you'll be disappointed. But if you're a fan of the original Roseanne, especially the glory years, you know, the Tom Arnold years, he says, <laughs> this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. if you're not oh. invested in the show, you can give it a pass, but... Tried and true, Roseanne fans, check it out. Yeah. Okay, so our favorite headline uh, today, Life um, magazine went into their archives today and just, you know, put up a posting of, you know, pictures of prints that they've gotten over the years from uh, a couple of their photographers. And uh, all of them, he's in motion pretty much. Performing, doing things. Yeah. Being the best prince he really, can be. Is it even possible for Prince to have taken a bad photo? 
He was so photogenic. Charismatic. Just leaping off of the camera, even in little off moments. Yes. And I think he was so self-aware that when the camera was on him that he knew exactly what to do and exactly how to pose. And even in the little candid moments, like there's a gif of him jumping up and down through a hallway and he just looks effervescent and and wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just, I love that. So I know we're coming up. It's, you know, it's going to be April. All right. What else we got, Donnie? Cardi B's album Invasion of Privacy comes out next week. Holly predicts it's going where? I think it's going to be number one, yeah. at least Ooh. in its first week of release. Yep. After that, I have no idea. It could be going anywhere. Yeah, right. All right. Sean Penn smoked on the late show and talked bleep about Robin Wright's parenting. Well, that was two different. He two didn't different talk things. any bleep on uh, Not Stephen on the Colbert. Colbert no, but he, I was kind of there for the cigarettes. It just felt. It, he, it was improvised. It was loose. <laughs> it was sparrow metaphors instead of falcons. And, no. and, then, and Bob Honey make me do stuff is a dystopian <laughs> novel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just, that was one amazingly wackadoo interview. It was great great. off-scripted TV, and we rarely get a chance to see stuff like that anymore. Yeah, you're right. Uh, We love this one from Star Magazine. George Clooney enabled the sexy reunion of Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. We don't believe the story at all, but we really love that Star is trying to out-hustle, who was it, Life and Style, Mm -hmm. who's... Who's got the Angelina the Banyan, Angelina jo- her millionaire London boyfriend. Yes, her, her wall and that. And then now other rumors are that she's banging her real estate, older real estate man in Los Angeles. I, I like that story, too. I like both yeah. of them. Yeah. Maybe she has a little from column A and a little from column B. <laughs> she can. That's true. Maybe. Why not? Yeah, why not? I can't find any reviews of the Sean Penn book. Seems odd because it's out today. Is it? I wonder if they oh. held it out. Held well, it that's not a good viewers. sign. They might have. Okay. Uh, who bit Beyonce? The weirdest blind item of 2018, and we, we still don't know. We don't know. We do not know. We have no it's idea. It's not Sanaa Lathan. No. no. It's not, not, not Taraji her. P. Henson, and it's not Sarah Foster. But that leaves a big laundry list of potential celebrities. Yeah. Hopefully the internet will solve this crime. It took us a couple weeks to figure out Becky with the good hair. That's true. Yeah. 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 Scarlett Johansson, you tossed that one out. Mm -hmm. Lena Dunham has a new mystery boyfriend and they get high together. Oh, I love this story so much. By the way, uh, maybe Lena is the actress who bit Beyonce. That's also been a rumor. Remember the bookies gave the over-under, and they said that Lena Dunham is the actress that nibbled on Beyonce's face. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't mm. know. She's not I'm A+. Not, plus. Yeah, no. no, she's not an A-plus, mostly movie actress. That's what the blind mm. item on Crazy Days and Night Stuff yeah. com said uh, was the perpetrator. Yeah. Mm. All right. She's a free agent, and she's got a new guy, and uh, they went to a marijuana dispensary before they went and ate... Sushi, which sounds like a perfectly reasonable thing to do in West Hollywood. Indeed. (laughs) Uh, Kate Hudson thinks every woman should shave their head at least once. Okay, so she shaved her head for a movie. For that movie. The Sia movie. movie. Yes, and that's what she's giving an interview about 
about that, I think is what this story is. And she's uh, did a Q&A for the British Fashion Council's uh, charity, charity, the Fashion um, Trust. And so she sat down and they just asked her and she just said it, how liberating it was to do it. She'd never done it. If not shaving your head, at least get a pixie cut. I recommend that everyone do that at least once in your life. I basically have the hair I had in second grade <laughs> at this point in time. I'll vouch for that. I've seen her second grade. Yeah, I am, I'm, I'm trying to reverse aging and I don't know how well it's going. But really, getting a really short haircut like Kate Hudson, yeah. maybe not shaving your hair off, but getting a pixie cut, at least try it. It's yeah. not the getting the pixie cut that's the big thing. It's the perseverance and the character that you build when you're growing it out. Right. And you have to go through the various mullet stages stages because it's going to happen uh, yeah, yeah unless you get hair extensions that's mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. okay us weekly is the source of this story jamie spears consulting with britney's doctors to end his conservatorship i i just don't believe this no. story at all i just feel like um uh i i think she still needs a conservatorship and i think that this is just a ploy in the kevin Federline thing agreed yeah Charlotte Kasaragi is apparently engaged to her boyfriend of one year. She's, and she is a model? No, she's Princess Grace's granddaughter. Oh, okay. Oh, she, her mom, yes. Her mom is Caroline. And she, hasn't she modeled for Gucci at one point? Yes. Or is that her sister? I know they're both equestrians. Or I, uh, Yeah, Princess Grace had a daughter, Caroline, and Stephanie and Albert is the son. But Caroline was her oldest daughter, and... Charlotte and her brother, their dad was the racing boat driver who got, was killed. Like, in a race? Yes, mm-hmm. like in a speedboat, like oh. a cigarette boat uh, race. Anyway. Well, mazel to the kids. Yeah. yeah anyway, okay. they're like, you know, they're European royalty. And they're beautiful. And they're beautiful. And he was beautiful. And I bet the mom is really happy, really likes them. Yeah. And, all that good stuff. Listen, we'll be back tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. Job done. Off you go. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 
8 billion miles driven by Leaf owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.